Trainer. Yo, yo, this is Justin, Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hey, it's Hi. the Zach Sang Show. We got Heather, we got Dan. Hi. Hello. And we welcome to the studio, Nina Nesbitt. Hello. All right. Hello. Hello. Mrs. Nesbitt. Do you get that a lot? Um, I get, uh, I don't know if you have Rapsinas, but here. What is a Rapsina? Rapsi Nesbitt is a character from... I can't even remember the name of the show. If you Google him, you'll see him. Some people don't realise that he's a fictional character <laughs> and he's like overweight in this massive um, knitted vest with like a beer can and like a nice. sweatband around his head. And people think that's my dad. Oh. Genuinely. <laughs> like genuinely. What's his name? Rab C. Nesbitt. Give I'm it a Google. Up. So, okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's fun. We oh, now yeah. know that you might be related to a fictional character. Not accurate. You're from Scotland. You're mm-hmm. here in America, making the promo rounds. Yes. Just like, for like, it must be a unique experience, right? Like having to come to an entire territory and having like being forced to introduce yourself to a ton of people. Mm-hmm. Because across the pond, like, you're a deal. You know what I mean? Like, people know you. People <laughs> are aware. Know, do they? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I'd only ever been to New York, LA, and Nashville for writing. So I'd never like I've never seen America like properly. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting to fill in all the blanks and you know go to the middle of nowhere and <laughs> it's cool. It's fun, I like right? it. Yeah. I've been to lots of WalMarts so far. Walmart's How fun. great is a Walmart? <laughs> I love WalMart so much. You even say it with an American accent, Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing that you could ever want for as a person that Walmart cannot provide. Everything's there. There's no reason to go anywhere else. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And there's nothing like that, like, in Scotland where you're from. Or at least nothing that big. We have, we actually got an Asda. Ours is called Asda. Okay. And we got an Asda Walmart. And when it came to the town where I'm from, it was, like, the biggest news everywhere. And everyone's like, they've got them in America. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it arrived and everyone went. And I used to go as a kid every week. And my mum would get so excited. What, what is, like, your friends back at home think of the fact that you're coming here and you're forging a career here in the States? They think it's really cool. They're like, when can we come out? <laughs> what, can, what can we come out for? Are you playing any shows? So they, I think they want to try and get a free holiday out of it. Hey. But, um, it's the only reason you have friends. Yeah, no, they're, they're really supportive. Um, yeah, I think they just think it's exciting. Where are your parents at with it? My parents have never been to America. Really? Never, yeah. So they're like, it's like a mystical place to them and they're really excited as well but my mum worries about me so she facetimes me every day oh that's nice (laughs) do you want to move here eventually do you want to have a place here i'd like to have a house here very nice yeah I, i love london um i live there at the moment but I do love it here because there's so many opportunities and it's such a big place and you kind of have mo- room to like move about here. Whereas in London, you're like, it's a bit like New York and you're kind of, yeah, like my flat's so small. He- so I come here and I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> I can breathe. <laughs> I can breathe. <laughs> it's good. So you've been making music since like 2012, but before that you were a model. Well... Kind of? Kind of. Like a part-time model. Like what were you doing? Like 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 magazines and stuff? <laughs> no, so I was I was at school and okay. um I got approached by this agency and they were like, Oh, do you want to do modeling in Scotland? And I was like, Why not? And it paid like seventy pounds an hour. Not bad. Wait, if um, when when you landed a gig, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the gigs didn't come very often. But <laughs> when they did, that was my night out sorted for the next seven nights. There you go. So That's not bad. It was good, yeah. So why music? How did you personally find music? I've always done music. Um, I picked up a keyboard when I was 10. Um, I wrote like little poems and stories before that. And then I kind of started writing at around 10. They were terrible. Um, <laughs> and then I picked up guitar at 15. Um, I heard Taylor Swift, Fearless album. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, she plays guitar and sings. <laughs> and that's it. And like, I could do that. I don't need to have like the fancy production. Or I found that really inspiring. Um, and she had a song called 15. And I yeah. was like, oh my God, it's about my life. <laughs> so I went and bought a 20 pound guitar the next day and taught myself off ultimate guitar website all taylor swift songs and then i started uploading on youtube and then i was like oh maybe i'll do this as a career but what i I don't know when you made the step from your bedroom to youtube Mm -hmm. were you nervous at first or were you just kind of fearless like because at that point the internet is still like this almost unknown place Mm -hmm. you know yeah like it was at a time when people just start kind of going on YouTube, it's yeah. moving from MySpace over to YouTube. And um, I genuinely didn't know if I could sing. Like, I thought that I might not be a very good singer. And I probably wasn't at the time. <laughs> but I was like, I want to put songs out and see what the general public who don't know me, who aren't like my friends and family, just see if they think I can sing. So... Yeah, just scary. I put up some videos and like majority were like, yay, like go you. <laughs> and then the, the others are like, you're <laughs> So it was good because I got honest feedback yeah. from yeah. strangers. And, and that's like, but like at that stage in life and when you're trying to figure out like what, what should I dedicate myself to? What, mm-hmm. what deserves my focus and energy? What's going to be my passion in life? Mm-hmm. Being able to get like a focus group that is the internet where they're, they don't give a about your feelings yeah. like they don't care about you no they're just gonna be honest mm-hmm. you know it's crucial very helpful very helpful yeah and you don't you don't realize when you're that young that putting yourself on the internet like that could actually turn into a career and change your life and i think when you do that you, you're kind of like oh, i'll put this video up and see what happens and the next thing you know like you're getting thousands of views and you've built a career for yourself and then you're like wow like now I'm a singer. <laughs> so from <I> YouTube, does <laughs> somebody disco- somebody has to discover you, right? Somebody stumbles upon your stuff, or are you just sending it out to a ton of people, just waiting for somebody to be like, "You deserve a record deal," or "I'm gonna get in the studio with you." Um, I got man- management approach me at the time, and then I started playing like small gigs to like ten people, and then I was really lucky that other artists, um, such as Ed Sheeran, an example, heard me sing and offered me support dates, and then. I went from playing like 10 people to playing to thousands of people and it was like, oh, hello everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I've played about 10 gigs before, but I'm here. Um, So yeah, I did that and then that kind of introduced me to the industry and then I got on the radio and got signed and it just all kind of How How do you approach your first date with Ed Sheeran? Because, like, uh, like you said, you were performing to, you know, a few people. It wasn't crazy crowds. It wasn't an arena. Yeah, well... I don't know. I used to have like panic attacks on stage because I was so nervous. Like I was such like a contrast from being at school playing to a pub. And I was such a shy person that I would just look at the floor when I was playing and like not speak to anyone. So I think actually for me, it was the best thing I could have done because it forced me out of my comfort zone. I had all the like horrible stage experiences. And then 
by the time I'd done all that, I was like, okay, I can do anything. Like That's I've it. been through that. And the example tour, he's a DJ in the UK and like it was dance music it's an arena full of ravers and I'm like <laughs> you not be the Hi. most polar opposite <laughs> like, like so different and I was like how have I ended up on this tour <laughs> I covered one of his songs so that's that- how it happened but um, I think it actually worked because people were like what is that like what is she doing why is she here and then people were like listening so it was actually good you caught Um, their attention yeah I was like once I'd done that I was like I'm ready for anything throw anything at me you got comfortable being uncomfortable yeah and really I mean when you perform for in a pub and then in a stadium there's nowhere there's nowhere now on earth that you cannot sing no well (laughs) let's wait and see (laughs) I'm sure there's gonna be some place what is your favorite part of making music like what excites you the most Writing, I would say, um, making this album that's coming out this year um, was like the most enjoyable experience because I was unsigned at the time. I was on a major label before and then I got dropped and then I became a songwriter. I wrote for other artists and then kind of ended up back writing for myself again. And I was like really passionate about wanting to make the album and I felt like I had stuff to say and just making this album was like the most enjoyable thing so I would say the creative process is like my favorite thing last year you released a video saying there was a point where you didn't think you were good at it anymore right yeah why was that well I was kind of I made like another album but got shelved essentially so I was like sending stuff in every day and be like what do you think and everyone be like yeah uh, yeah, (laughs) keep going so like I feel like that knocks your confidence after a while and just not actually releasing stuff or having people that believe in you is quite difficult so I think like having a team now that is so passionate and you know everyone's like I like pick people independently like I'll be like okay I want you to do my TV I want you to do my radio my manager has been with me since like 17 and she's been through everything as well so I think just having a passionate team to like make me realize that you know you can you, you can, can go do back it. out there and do it again is like the most important thing and I think writing for other artists as well that kind of builds up your confidence because you might get a cut with another artist and you're like oh but I thought that someone told me that song wasn't great with me, but then that person can release it and it does well. So it's all just, I guess, like the right time and the right place and the right team. So what happened with this Rihanna thing? Oh, well, I don't know. It's it's quite weird. So I was was writing, again, as a songwriter, and I was like, I'm not going to be an artist. I'm not going to put myself through that. And um, I wrote this song called Is It Really Me You're Missing, which is on the album. And when I wrote it, I was like, oh my God, Like, I love this song. I wish you could keep it, but they won't let me keep it. Um, so we just pitched it out to people and I was like, let's pitch it to Rihanna like, for a laugh, <laughs> complete laugh. Why not? Um, and yeah, so then we sent it to her label and her label were like, we love this. Like, oh. We, we want to play it to her. And I was nice. like, oh my God, like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. So um yeah, and apparently they played it to her and she thought it was beautiful and then it was on hold. And But I think she puts like 50 songs on mm-hmm. hold a day. But <laughs> for me, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Cause she was like the first concert I ever went to. And um, I mean, whether or not she actually heard it, I'm going to pretend that she did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that kind of like made me think like, wow, like it's literally just about the right people hearing your song and you've got to kind of just write what you think's good and just keep going with it I guess and it also isn't necessarily when people like I feel like 
when they're saying things like discouraging you and you're sending in records and they're not responding, maybe it's that they're not, it's not that they're not a fan of the songs. They think the songs are beautiful. Mm -hmm. But do you feel like sometimes you're like, it's not the right time for you to embody this song? Completely, yeah. I feel like for artists in general, like everything's got to come together. Like all the stars have got to align and you can't necessarily make that happen all the time. Like sometimes it's just, something happens and it just all connects so I think the main thing for me is like I just want to make songs I like and play them to people and if people like them great and if they don't then that's fine so will you now be able to release that Rihanna record yes I got it back cool yeah it's pretty cool knowing that the song that Rihanna liked is now yours on your album yeah it's pretty cool (laughs) 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 well just blew her mind (laughs) yeah Every time I perform it, I'm like, oh. Look at me. <laughs> I'm Rihanna. <laughs> I know. Yeah, what has been the craziest part of your journey so far? Um, hmm, I don't know. But there's been quite a lot of like crazy moments. But I'm just like, when I started, my dad was like, you know, just make most of it. Um, you know, it's quite hard to like maintain a career in music. And, <laughs> you know, just... Just have fun. And Sounds supportive. Like, so actually, no, he is super supportive. He's just like super cynical. Yeah. And like, I think everyone around me was like, yeah, just, you know, <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah. And um, I think like I've been doing it six years now and just to actually to be able to do this as a job is absolutely amazing. Like, I'm so grateful for that. Um, So I guess just getting to put out another record that's really cool that I love. How therapeutic was this record for you? so therapeutic like I used to just go and sit I have this place called it's called Fulham Palace it's not like an actual like palace palace I'm thinking like a palace but what, what? it is a palace but it's not like Disneyland pa- like palace got it so I go and sit in this little palace garden a little notebook and just write about I had like the time to do it and the luxury of like no one going we need a single like it was just so therapeutic and writing about like how I was feeling I guess and growing up becoming like an adult um so yeah I think it's like a proper journey from start to finish as well so I'm hoping people will like listen to the journey when it comes out should we be listening in order from the first record to the last yeah I mean the singles do skip like songs in between okay the order but um somebody special the singles like the turning point in the record and it's like the poppiest moment um but when you get the album, it's like a story from start to finish and kind of starts off quite sad. And then you kind of find yourself again. And then by the end of it, it's like really empowering and like, I've got this sort of thing. It's fun. What yeah. collection of events in your life funneled into this album? Um, Lot? Losing everything, basically. <laughs> like uh-huh. feeling like my life was literally over, <laughs> which is like, now I look back and I'm like, like you're being so dramatic um, (laughs) like just feeling like really lost in life because I feel like starting when you're 17 to 23 like that's when you do your most finding out who you are and growing up and having to do that through music and kind of people watching I guess was quite difficult Um, so I guess just feeling lost and then getting back with my boyfriend finding a happy relationship again and finding myself again in my own career and finding my confidence so it's kind of about personal growth so I'm hoping when people listen to it they can like put it into their own life as well what was the biggest thing you learned from the start of the album to now 
I think like perseverance is the most important thing in anything like whatever career you're doing or whatever it is I think actually like your attitude and like sticking at something is the most important because I think like who cares what people think of you at one point in your life like you can turn things around so quickly and I think just persevering with something and being positive like I did a lot of watching of the law of attraction which i find so interesting i'm a big believer in it do you watch it as well i have uh, my parents forced me to watch the secret growing up the secret oh it's so good it works yeah i was young when they made me watch it and i believed it for a long time i might have been like uh nine or ten yeah dude see no one played me as a kid (laughs) my parents are crazy (laughs) (laughs) they were just grasping to anything to you know get out of their hellhole um but no it's i believe in it Mm -hmm. wholeheartedly you you envision it, you speak it into existence, yeah. you see it, but it's not just seeing it, it's like living it, it's understanding yeah. it, it's knowing it. Yeah, like f- seeing some like vision, visioning something in your head and like making it come to life is like the most satisfying feeling, I would say. Was this album a vision in your head? Was- yeah, like I'd wake up in the morning and it'd be like the first thing, and I had mood boards in my house, like the whole thing <laughs> was like this album. It's is the album obsessive. completely done? Yeah. I recorded the last song last night. So. Oh, nice. I was going to say, I saw you in the studio last night. I guess I that's was. what you were doing. Yes. So how does it feel when you're finally done? Good, yeah. I feel like I'm ready to kind of start thinking about the next one now. Which is... Now, why do you think to the next one? Is it because you have so much going on in your life that you're just filled with inspiration or you just want to keep your, your mind busy? Um... I feel like that chunk's done now, so like I can like put that away. Got it. But I have no idea like if I make another one, I have no idea what it'll be about. So I need to start like thinking about that. Do you have a rule in your life when it comes to like writing records about people? No. You you do it? Yeah, I just do it. Like you have no problem. What with writing about other people? Yeah. Yeah, I just do it. Cool. <laughs> I say I send it to them most of the time. Like if it's all right. If it's not, then I'll just say it's not about them. <laughs> so who is somebody special about? That's about my boyfriend now. The current one? Mm-hmm, the current one. Yeah, so we we were together when I was 18, and okay. then we were together for like nine months, and then we broke up for two years, and then we got back together, and now we've been together for two and a half well, years again. Oh, nice. oh, okay, I want to know. It's so complicated. Yeah, but I want to know, like, why? Like, wh- wh- I mean, obviously there's growth there, and there's... yeah. Those two years that you guys took a break, I mean, mm-hmm. full of experiences. Yeah. Um, what did you realize? Uh, I think we both needed to be on our own and, like, sort some stuff out. And I I wanted to, like, date other people. Like, I know that sounds really bad, but I was like, I'm 18, 19. I feel like you're a great person, but I wouldn't be okay with, like, settling down for the rest of my life right now. Like, I need to go out there and experience things. I need to, like, find out who I am. I need to, like, date other people and see what's good for me, what's bad for me. And I think both of us did that, and it was, like, a really good experience. And then when we... I didn't even think we'd get back together. Like, we just became friends. And then we were like, oh, like, we're best mates, and we fancy each other. That's, like the perfect combination can't get better than that it's i'm perfect. so jealous <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's good i think like so often before i would look for that like mad chemistry thing where like you're so in love with someone and like they make you feel sick and all that thing and then you break up and it's terrible and it's that's like that's infatuation for me now when i look at 
look back at it I think if you're in love with someone it should be like you want the best for them and you treat them well and they treat you well and it's it's like a good thing so and it's easy and it's easy like we don't argue ever it's so easy yeah but do you really need a guy to make you feel special because that's kind of what the song is saying right is it no it's kind of saying like somebody has made you realize what you're worth and like I think there's nothing wrong with looking to feel something from someone else if you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I was very happy on my own when I was single but I was I wasn't necessarily going for guys that treated me amazingly like I would always kind of go for guys that maybe treated me like <laughs> so um <laughs> I mean there was there was some good ones in there but <laughs> I think actually realizing what love is supposed to be it's more about that like I can definitely be on my own and I think that's important to do but in a relationship with someone, I think they should make you feel good and like make you the best version of yourself. Yes. So it's more about that. I say that all the time and I feel like people think I'm crazy. Like I'm just Why? looking I'm just looking for a best friend who makes me the best version of myself. Yeah. And I do the same for them. Yeah. That's for all sure. I want. Should be easy. But it's, it's hard. To yeah. Find. It it is. I mean it, but it also it's like I, sometimes I look at it like a numbers game. You gotta get out there, you gotta experience things. Yeah. And that's really how you narrow it down and understand like what feels good, what feels crappy, Yeah, you know, like, experience. Yeah, there's no shame in it. No, I mean... I mean, there's a bit of it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as you navigate through it all, there is a little bit. So many tragic stories, yeah. You're cool with writing songs about other people, but what about people writing songs about you? Cool with that because it's, like, mutual. You're artists. Yeah, for sure. It's not a problem. The world knows, like, thinks there's songs about you. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dead Sheeran Records? Yeah. What do you think? Um, Like, for me, that's, like, four, five years ago now. So I kind of just listen to it like it's a song. It doesn't really make me feel weird or... But when you first heard it? Well, we were together. Okay. So he sent me it and was like, I've written a song about you. Because we actually got back together after that. So it was like... Got it. It wasn't like the song came out and I was like oh my god he's written a song about me <laughs> it was like it, was, it wasn't It was a big deal at all would you guys work together today? probably not I don't know maybe you never know like we're definitely on good terms and there's no like issues there is it annoying though that you have a lot of new songs out and you have a boyfriend you're open about it and people still think all of your current songs are about Ed yeah it does come up quite often but I don't know, I guess that's people that maybe don't look beyond the surface. Mm -hmm. Like, I get asked about it a lot, which is kind of annoying because I want people to listen to the music. And, you know, obviously I've been with someone for almost three years now, which is kind of weird. But I guess it's like, he also discovered me, which is the complicated thing. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really bother me, but... That's it. It's like a double-edged sword. You know yeah. What I mean? Like he's a part. He's etched in your history forever. Yeah. Yeah. Because you guys were in a relationship. But like you said, I mean, he was the catalyst for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Which is pretty incredible. And he's moved on too. Yeah. I mean, guys, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like you're okay. Everything's like, okay. We are fine. <laughs> but, but like Loki, I always wonder: <clears throat> Will the ex get an invitation to the wedding? Like just like personally, like in life. Like if you got an invitation, would you go? Yeah, I probably would go, but I don't think I would be going. Do you know no, what I mean? He's like, not going to invite you. We're on good terms. We talk from time to time, but like, we don't hang out every week. Got it. Do you know what I mean? Will you send something from the wedding registry? 
Like a toaster or something. A toaster. Oh, he, wait. Maybe you don't have that. In America, people are so selfish and greedy <laughs> that yep. when they get married, they have this thing on the internet or in stores where they like tell you what to buy them. No. You guys don't I, have that? I swear to you. No. Yeah, so you, you, they literally give you a list. They're like, you either buy me something from this list or don't show up at my party, <laughs> and you have to buy something from the list. And a lot of times, like toasters and like Vitamixes. And, really? Yeah. I think he's doing all right. Yeah, he's, yeah he can buy his own toaster. He can sort himself out, yeah. Wow, we are just such a selfish culture. I might culture. do that for my wedding. You should. Because yeah. I, I need the stuff. money. Stuff, yeah. That's the only reason to get married yeah. in America. You said it I know, my stuff. boyfriend was like, should we just get married soon so that we can like get presents off people at the after party and just, just go on a nice holiday? And I was like, if I didn't want a nice ring, yeah. sure. <laughs> but you'll have to save up for a few more years. <laughs> what does uh, the current boyfriend do? What's his gig? Uh, he's in a rock band. Ooh. Cool. Yeah, he's very cool. Look at that. <laughs> he's what's much ro- cooler than me. What's the rock band? Uh, it's called Lower Than Atlantis. Never heard of nice. them, but all right. I'll They're cool. very um, English. Okay. Do they yeah. scream? He used to. I love. He used screaming. to do like you'd probably like them. He used to do like punk rock. He's now more rock. Yeah, write that down. Do you have an appreciation for all types of music? Um, to be <laughs> honest, not screaming. Like we <laughs> we don't like the same music. So I was like, I hate screamo, and he's like, I hate trashy pop, and I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> so um, like, I love trashy pop. Um, I like rock music. I like. Rap music, I like R and B, like I love all genres, but but the concept screaming, of I can't I blowing can't out it. your voice, and you can't even understand what they're saying. No, it just it I don't get it, but I appreciate some people love it, so that's fine. One of my best friends is obsessed with it, and I listen to it with him, and I'm just I just I'm confused, you know, like it just doesn't make sense, and he's just like you're not appreciating it. It's about the technique, it's about the art. And yeah, I'm like, what? It, obviously, some people really get it, so I must just not be getting something. It just sounds like they're being lit on fire or something. Yeah, it makes me feel like really on edge. Yeah, <laughs> anxious. I think it's. It connects with people that are very angry. Yeah. That makes sense. I guess that's why I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alanis Morissette is like my angry music. Yes. That's as far as I'll Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you seem like you're in a great place right now, but you have a playlist called Hurting and Healing. Yeah. That's pretty sad. I like emo music. <laughs> like I'm not sad. Music, I just yeah, but, like sad music. But do you have to hurt oh, okay. to heal? Yeah. I just... I had two minutes to figure out a title, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I was like, this is going to look good on the picture. <laughs> yeah. I just like sad music. Is your new album sad? Sad and then not happy, but like powerful. That's, it follows your life. You it gotta follows listen my life. Top yeah. to bottom. When does it come out? I think in the autumn. Cool. Do you or have a name you say for it? Full. Yeah, but I haven't um, announced it anywhere yet, but it's quite long. Okay. Well, is it like a sentence? Are there commas? It's a sentence, yeah. It's the it's, it's after a song on the album. Okay. It's Were like you- it's like a mantra. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Got it. I like that. Do you yeah. love me a good power statement? It's a good power statement. People are probably laugh at it, but I like it. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> so are you working with Max Schneider, or are you guys just at some event together? Oh, I hope so. Oh, Max. I love Max. Yeah, no, so do we. We have the same radio team. Okay. So we've actually, I think it was through Nash. You know okay. Nash? Yeah. G Nash. So, as- G Nash. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. So we did a session, 
I think Max came across me through him. I have no idea. But we've been talking online for years and I've loved his music. And then we end up with the same team. And I'm like, hey, we've got the same team. Like, tell me all about them. <laughs> and um, yeah, then we played this show. And he's amazing. He turns up in these like glittery outfits. Yes. Love him. He's too cool. You know so what I mean? cool. Love I'm like, it. I need, I think his wife styles him. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need your wife to Emily's yeah, best. Right, style me. <laughs> And Dude. those high notes. Woo. Yeah, incredible. It's and amazing. he can move. He's an incredible dancer. I know, because I'd never seen a live show, and then I was like, he'll probably just be like acoustic or something. No. And he's like jumping about with his arms. <laughs> I was like, he's a little monkey. Yeah, and he was doing stretches before stage, and I was like, why is he doing stretches? <laughs> and I was like, maybe he's, maybe it's the American way of warming up. I don't know. <laughs> and then like now, like I know why he does stretches. So he doesn't pull a muscle, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love him. He is such a good energy. Are you guys yeah. going to do a song together? I don't know. Maybe I'd love to. Let's put it out there in the universe right Putting now. Putting out there, Max. Max. <laughs> and he's had such success. I'm so, every time I think about him, I get emotional. I love that person. Oh. Good person. We yes. all love him. Yes. Uh, Somebody Special is the single. Uh, the album coming out in the autumn, as you say. Yes. Very nice. Any other questions? Any other, other thoughts? Well, the best of, what is it called? The best of the best you had. Best you had. That music video. Is that like based yes. on something that happened to you? Like you were kind of watching him through a wall mm-hmm. and he was not into the new girl no so it, it's not actually based on a real that story's that song is not based on a real story okay it's about my friend but the music video is basically so the lyric is like it's crazy that you're moving on so fast but baby it's okay if i'm still the best you had so it's like how your own ego gets confused with your actual feelings for someone and it's kind of saying you can go off and be with whoever you want as long as she's not better than me. <laughs> and, um, it's quite bad. But no, I like that. The music video is supposed to be a representation of your imagination after a breakup. So it's like two identical rooms, oh, I love a wall it. in the middle, me like crying. <laughs> and then the new guy with the girl. And it's like, I'm looking through the wall and I'm imagining, and that's showing what I'm imagining is going on. Because you're always thinking about what they're doing. Yeah, you are. You're like, oh God, they're with a really hot girl, and <laughs> she's probably like a doctor or something, or a lawyer. And yeah, like your imagination wanders, and you, you kind of get the fear. But you're hoping like, that he's not happy with her, because that's what I got from the video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you don't want to be happy. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> what is uh, more creatively freeing for you, writing for yourself or taking somebody else's story and writing to that? Both probably. Um, I don't. I try and just write a good song, and then I'm like, okay, like this is for me or for someone else. Um, like your friend, like you heard her story out. Yeah. Was that was it harder to turn that situation into a song than it is to like take your own thoughts and your own experiences and manifest that? Into Not something? really. No, I think I don't know. I really seem to draw from friends' experiences. I don't know how. It feels like really personal when I write it, but it's totally not. Do you just like sit your friends down and interview them? (laughs) Well, kind of, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we just, they phone me with like the gossip or whatever and and then I'll be like, okay, thanks, bye. (laughs) (laughs) You give no feedback. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, okay, that's a shame, bye. (laughs) So, yeah, it's very good. So, how did Psychopath come about? It's working with a streaming service that we will not mention the name. but Spotify. Are we allowed to do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, so did they just take you three and stick you in a room and say, go? Basically, yeah. I got an email. Um, basically, the new music has like done really well on Spotify somehow. And I'm like, what's going on? This is great. And then they contact me and they're like, 
we are doing this campaign. We want to break three indie artists, female artists in the US this year. And I'm like, all right then. Cool. So, um, <laughs> hiya. <laughs> so they're like, okay, when you're in LA, let's do this song. So me, Sasha Sloan, who's this amazing writer turned artist and Charlotte Lawrence, who's another amazing upcoming artist, get in this room never met each other, like never talked to each other, have to write a song that's going to be released within six hours. Wow. That's cool. Is it, is it cool or is that like unneeded pressure on a, uh, on a process that really is deeply personal and creative? Well, we, well, I don't live here, so we had, we had to just do it. Um, but luckily we all love the same music. Um, we were like, let's just write a song that we actually like because the whole thing is like, obviously, we're all females, we're all independent, like on independent labels, and we're supposed to be coming together. Like that's part of the campaign. So we were like, let's not write like a a cringe like, woo, we're all females like song. <laughs> like let's write a song that we all like that we would all release that still feels empowering and see what happens. And we wrote Psychopath. So. What? And you have to like instantly learn these people, right? Yeah. Like that's that to me would freak me out. But I think as like we're all writers, like that's what we do every yeah. day. Like we go into rooms with strangers and pour out our like deepest secrets to people. So I think we were all quite used to it and luckily it kind of came together. Cool. Would you consider yourself a psychopath? No. Okay. <laughs> good, good, good. Good answer. But a psychopath would also say that, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Somebody special is a single Nina Nesbitt. We thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you. It means a lot. Thanks for having me. Anything else? Well, I just want to ask, you put a tour together in three weeks. That sounds kind of difficult. I did. I was supposed to be going on tour with Clean Bandit. Um, what happened? One of them has to have urgent foot surgery, so the tour got cancelled, um, which is a shame. But also... My kitchen's getting renovated back home, and I was like, I don't want to go back home. <laughs> I gotta so work. <laughs> can you make me a tour? So my agent literally put a tour together within forty-eight hours, and it's on sale tomorrow. That's wow. great. So, in the, in yeah. Europe, here, U.S. Wow. Yeah. So I'm doing a headline tour. I don't know if anyone's going to come, but I'm doing it. And <laughs> All because be your good. kitchen's getting renovated. <laughs> My kitchen's getting renovated. I can't go home. I can't deal with that. the dust. I can't deal that. with the dust or the dog <laughs> being in the dust. Nina so. Nesbitt, everybody. Yeah. All right. Good energy. Thank Thanks for hanging. Thanks. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.